0: Hello on Hedonism. Some of you were kind enough to respond to the message on Telegram oh, and also the social galactic people. So yeah, I was uh, going to cover the topic on Hedonism and uh, let's see. And seen says if you started reading windswept house your thoughts on that as i recently finished the book i have not finished the book um i've got very hello Scorpio. we've got the gamma in chief right here with us what an honor sometimes the gamma the gamma chief comes to see what i'm up to hope you're well sir um yeah, so on, on Windswept House, the Malachi Martin book, which is basically a thinly veiled uh, critique of what happened uh, as a result of Vatican II. Um, I, I haven't finished reading it. I'm, I'm only at the beginning. I've had a lot of stuff to take care of, which um, some of it you, you'll get to find out later, but. Um, Canal the games that Annie. Hello, okay. And um, uh, my my impression on it is that Malachi Martin was quite forgiving. Yet at the same time, quite knowledgeable about what was really going on in there as well. Um, I'm not sure why he was so forgiving in a sense. Maybe he felt he couldn't do much. I don't know. Uh, Let's say he, you know, he. I think he explained what was going off in a in a very uh, in a pretty good way hello canal calma calma. and um, that's why I think he was uh, you know sort of well known he tried to spread the message in a in a way that wasn't official let's say and, yeah, in, on your comment, Unseen says, still unsure if uh, John Paul II, which is not, his name was Wojcicla, was evil or just retarded after I read it. Uh, Embrace the power of And. Uh, you know, he was clearly not a Pope. Um, and he was also Polish, so, you know, sort of explains itself, really. But those of you on Telegram... That follow me on Telegram, I uh, I actually respond to your. Hello, Douglas. Thanks for your email recently, by the way. David Perkins, ah, stream on my favorite pastime. <laughs> yes. Well, um, so um, Carlos says that I just thought about how now that I stopped listening to Joe Rogan, I haven't even thought about smoking weed. I believe I remember you, Mr. Carlos. I think we met in uh, Indiana briefly. Yeah, if you uh, stop, you know, indulging in certain things, then it becomes easier to get away from them. Woolly Ram says the hedonic treadmill is insidious. Many saints have stated that most of the lost were damned by the flesh. Yeah. And what is the difference between joy and pleasure? Oh okay and then baker says overcoming lust that should tie in well with hedonism yeah well lust in one way or another is really the cornerstone shall we say of hedonism i suppose other people have got other sins at the top of their list but you know the usual seven wrath greed envy Gluttony. Uh, and last, you know, last is certainly a, a big one. And yeah, we can we can cover that topic. I see that uh, we've got a new one here. Mokwi Mama. Hello. I just wanted to ask about Owen's stream last night. He stated that the Kurgan was a failed addition to him and Vox Day's fan base. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. I don't care what. Um, The Talmudic Jew that's pretty much lost his mind says uh, he's not relevant. Um, (laughs) E Scorpio says we hedonists have to stick together, David Perkins. Well, Mr Scorpio and Mr Perkins, hopefully you will eventually become proper Catholics, wear your hair shirts, whip yourselves with the good of cat of nine tails and repent of your evil sins. Now, the point of hedonism is is that it is insidious, um, and I sort of thought of this topic because I read, or no, I, I can't remember if I read, or I, I saw a video, and then I read a bit on, um, I forgot his name, the guy who invented Minecraft. Apparently, um, the guy, in a couple of years or whatever, in a few years, he went from like a little nobody who wrote this, you know, crappy little game, which... It is a crappy little game. I mean, I mean, my daughter tried to get me to play Minecraft and I'm like, this sucks. Why would anybody play this? Um, anyway, for whatever reason, it, it made millions and then he offered to sell it almost as a joke and Microsoft bought it for like, I think it was $2 billion, some ridiculous sum of money. So the guy got like, you know, after taxes and everything, he still had over a billion dollars. And then he started, you know, he bought a $70 million Dollar mansion, he had parties every Friday, and he's like, Oh, I'm here in Ibiza, you know, partying with the richest people and famous people. And I'm, I feel more isolated than I ever have in my life. And I'm like, Well, you know, people like that just that guy was built to be a programmer and like do his little programming days and fix the little bugs in his program. That was his thing. He was never meant to be a billionaire clearly now if i invented something that made me a couple of billion dollars believe me i would not feel isolated i would not be depressed by my how the wealth that i made suddenly you know makes me so isolated now i couldn't care less i would be i would get my island i would start to build all my anti gravity rockets on the underground base you know There's so many fucking things that I'll be busy doing. Honestly, it's a lack of imagination and probably a lack of, um, shall we say, generic having lived a full life before that. So all of a sudden, I think the average person, you drop one and a half billion, I mean, they they wouldn't know what to do with it, but that's not my problem. Um, But the thing is that certainly that aspect of it where oh i've now got all the money in the world i never need to work again and i can hang out with pretty much whoever i want except i don't know if anyone actually (laughs) roblox there you go (laughs) it's another thing that my kid goes crazy for and i played with her a little bit and it's like okay roblox is a little better than minecraft but man really those games are not the best um but the thing is, you, the average person with that amount of money, we just wouldn't know what to do with it. they would be like, okay, I bought all the houses and, and I, I bought all the cars, and, and well, well, now I can hire as many hot prostitutes as I want. And it really doesn't make any difference, you know, whether they're actual prostitutes or, you know, just pretty women that will stay with me because of all the money. What's the difference? You know, <laughs> one of the, yeah, one of the, it's, it's on an old blog somewhere. there's like 50 questions a woman wants to ask all men. And there was several. That I answered all of them and I put it up. I um, never got a response. <laughs> she was a little bit upset. But one of the things was like, you know, why do men like dramatic women? And my reply was like, well, they scream louder when we fuck them. And the other one was, uh, one of the other ones was, um, why do men uh, use prostitutes? And uh, which, you know, I've never really indulged in that, but my response to that, can you please first define a prostitute and how that differs from a lady who just takes hard cash and a lady who takes, you know, dinner, a cinema and then puts out or uh, never has to work again because, well, she's now married and puts out even less than the professional who would do it every day for, you know, (laughs) so... If you can define the terms, then we can answer the question. So, um, uh, okay, a few comments here. Dan Boone says, imagine the loss of all the great in Minecraft means for that alone, the game is an all time great. And Carlos says, I would say that we are not average. I would buy a farm and hurt my back as well yeah I wouldn't hurt my back um, because I would hire people to do all the work on the farm. (laughs) I am not a farmer by nature you know we we warlords need our serfs and this just in case you're wondering is ice water with a touch of white wine just to give it a bit of taste so not warm water and lashes, as a good Catholic would have. But yeah, the the, the lure of hedonism is, of course, pleasure. And to answer Wooly Ram's question, what's the difference between joy and pleasure? You can be experiencing joy, even when you're having very little physical pleasure, and in some cases, even when you're actually in quite a severe amount of physical pain. And I'm not talking about, you know, BDSM, like the uh, placeholder image <laughs> wanted to maybe hint at. Um, you know, I've had the experience, my, my first uh, experience of understanding the word happiness was when I was 26 years old and I was doing a lot of karate. I was doing karate on a daily basis pretty much, sometimes more than once a day. And I was training, you know, a couple of hours a day pretty much on average. Plus, doing my own stuff at home and everything. And there were these uh, what they used to call gashkus, this long spirit training where you know it's an all-day thing, and you just basically it's relentless, merciless, just drills and over-drills, over-drills, over-drills. And one of the things that we do was kataz, which is the sort of a preset number of moves um, that you know are all coordinated, sort of thing. And I had this experience doing, you know, after about 20 minutes of doing the same kata over and over and over again, you can barely lift your arms and lift your legs to kick and whatever, do the movements. But then after like 30 minutes, you break through that barrier and then it was just, I felt like I was just like a machine. You know, I was just going, it was like tung, 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 tung. doing all the moves and like finishing tan. And start again, and all the moves are happening well, the movement comes naturally, you don't feel tired anymore. And in those moments, I felt something in the middle of my head, and I I didn't know what it was. And I remember I was driving in my little blue Volkswagen at the time, when I realized, what is that feeling? And I've been thinking about it for a couple of days, and I was like, oh, that's what happiness is. See, since I was a kid, there was like words I knew, I didn't know what they meant, like, you know, love, happiness, joy, these kind of things. I I was like, yeah, people use it, I kind of have a sense, but I don't actually know what that means. Um, You know, I, I remember there was times where I'd started seeing a girl or something, and I'd look in the mirror and I'd like, so, do you love this girl? And I'd look back at myself and go like, I have no idea, don't know what that means just carry on, you know. Um, So, the thing is, the feeling of actual joy that I experienced as a result of, you know, training so hard that you break through a certain physical pain barrier or or tiredness barrier, that is a feeling of joy and it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't have anything to do with physical pleasure. Um, There's also the joy of, you know looking at your child doing something well or, or funny or something and it's a pure joy and you're not you know maybe you're just sitting in a chair there's nothing physical happening to you so i'd say that joy and pleasure are two very different things pleasure is eating a good meal you know having a good sexual experience with another woman with, with another person whatever um Having you know taking a good dump could <laughs> be a good pleasurable experience, but it's quite different from joy. They're they're two different things. Um, Carlos says I do a morning walk that was no fun the first week up a hill, but the pleasure comes with the view at the top of the hill with the sun. Yeah. So uh, David says he can relate to this. So the thing is, when it comes to the hedonistic pleasures and, you know, definitely lust or women was was one of my foibles, shall we say. I've never been one to care much about money or food or, and I didn't really have any vices. I've never smoked, never done any drugs, um, never been drunk except for the one time I decided to get drunk just to experience it sort of thing. Um, So I didn't really have a lot of vices in that sense. My vices were to, I suppose my curiosity led me to a lot of um, hedonistic things. Although, like I said, I've always avoided drugs and that sort of stuff. So my curiosity never led me down completely stupid paths, but well, let's say common stupid paths. It let me down other stupid paths. Like, I would get involved with women that you just, you know, you know when you can see that crazy look in their eye, and it's not just you can see the crazy look, you know they're crazy, full-on crazy, and you're like, yeah, I'm not scared of that, because I I just want to see just how crazy, and... You know, when they're really crazy, they do some crazy shit in bed too. So, I want to see, you know, just how much of that, like, you know, is it like crazy or is it just, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, you ended up in, you know, relationships or situations that are just completely unnecessary. (laughs) And, um, uh, you know, the I remember, I think even in the Sistema book, I mentioned that, like, I don't remember the exact phrase, but it was something like that. I I think I see God. I remember at the time I wasn't Christian or anything, Catholic or anything, and I thought that I see the beauty or like or you know or the the divine in the curve of a woman's hip when I'm lying in bed with her. You know that was my way of appreciating also. Yes, there's lust there, but there is also beauty in it. You know, and it wasn't just after a while, you know, initially the the lustful sexual element, great, you know, but after a while, you actually begin to enjoy the little quirks, the little differences in the other person. And um, I even experimented a couple of times with women that I wasn't physically attracted to at all, but I did it just to like, well, let me see what this is like. And I could find something interesting in, uh, in just about any woman you know I mean obviously there are certain limits I'm, I'm quite susceptible to uh, beauty so <laughs> there are certain you know limitations I won't go beyond but I certainly slept with a couple of women that I wasn't attracted to um, they weren't repulsive or anything but I just really physically they didn't do anything at all for me um, and yet I found the experience to be interesting uh, and and worthwhile um i'd say in, in i'd say in those cases, in all those cases where it was a woman that i wasn't attracted to which weren't that many you know it probably less than a handful but they were all positive for both parties both myself and them so that was interesting because it's like oh so it's not just the lustful sex part you can learn something or you can feel a certain sensation or have an interaction that you wouldn't normally have had which in itself becomes somewhat, um, how do you say, entrapping, it like sort of reels you in because it gets the better of my curiosity being both, uh, I'd say my curiosity is both uh, a good thing and a bad thing. Almanda Stroke says there are people who don't go to the toilet for days to get a beautiful experience when they finally go to the toilet. I don't know, dude, that sounds really wacky crazy. It's strange shit. <laughs> Literally. Carlos Santos Ramos says, crazy woman, I fooled me for the last time. I hope. And that is the beginning of wisdom, sir. Because any man that says that he's figured all women out and he can handle all their craziness now. That man is either a fool or a liar. So you know. Uh, you get better at it. You do get better at it if you um, delve deeply into the female craziness, the pretty crazy ones, you know, pretty and crazy. You know the hot, uh, what is it, the hot crazy matrix. You know, when when you're delving into that danger zone, <laughs> which is where I lived, you you begin to learn. You know that like no no no, I gotta I gotta stay on my side of the line here, dealing with a crazy chick. But yeah yes indeed learn from our mistakes or regret it is quite right but there are no sane women uh stop slightly exaggerating no there really aren't uh, you know women they're not sane and and the, the most sane ones i remember like uh, i used to work in this uh, firm where the husband and wife the, the husband was the project manager and the wife was like you know kind of the number one helper sort of thing. She was like his PA and they worked together and she was awesome. This lady, she was really cool and I really liked him as well. They were a great couple great people. Um, But, and she'd like, she was just sitting in front of me and then the way the office was laid out. And so we'd talk, you know, about everything. And she used to listen to all my crazy stories about girlfriends and ex-girlfriends and ex-wives and how two ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend and ex-wife and a new girlfriend, all of which were all hot, and all who didn't know each other, and we're all going out to dinner together with a bunch of other people. And she's like, gee, why do you do this to yourself? And I was like, I don't know. I don't look for these situations. They just kind of happen. She's like, no, no. Plus, you've got to know that we're all crazy, right? I mean, even me, and I'm pretty sane. We're all crazy. just pretending to be sane. You know, the really good ones, they know they're crazy. They'll tell you. Scorpio says would you recommend young men avoid crazy women or is it a necessary learning experience uh, no that is a tough question because it depends on the on the young man in question um, for example I uh, shall refer to two anonymous Crusaders I know quite different people one is uh, slightly autistic and good Catholic boy and in his case um, it would be absolutely good for him to completely avoid crazy chicks find a good solid woman um, that wants to get married and have kids and get married and have kids that's it the other guy is unfortunately reminds me quite a bit of me uh, at a younger age although you know he's he's I'd say smarter than I was at his age and uh, More worldly, maybe, in certain respects, anyways. You know, I was a pretty intense guy, so I wasn't, um, I mean, one of my very first relationships, I stayed in it for 13 years, solid. Um, So it was a result of my being, how do you say? Well, someone that I no longer have anything to do with, but at one point told me, oh, it's a good thing that that happened, you know, that your first marriage is screwing up, breaking up. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, no, because now you realize that you're also human, that, you know, you you can also make mistakes and stuff. And I was like, the fuck? I never thought I was better than anybody else. But I didn't realize from, from an outside average person perspective, it probably looked like I was a somewhat inhuman guy because I don't have a high tolerance for uh, bad judgment, bad mistakes, bad behavior. And, um, you know, I don't have a high tolerance of it in others because I have a pretty much zero tolerance of it in, in myself. Now, to be fair, what you might consider good or bad behavior might be very different to what I consider good or bad behavior. But once you understand my lines and my my ethical points, it's a pretty clear-cut line so and most human beings can't match that so it was like yeah everybody's kind of weak and that is pretty much what I thought and that is also I guess what people on the outside world viewed me as it's like oh fucking hell that guy doesn't give an inch you know but to be fair I also hold my line so you know it is fair it might be unfair in terms of the average human being but I'm not being unfair I'm not asking anything of anybody else that I'm not asking of myself and then some. So, but to answer your question, Mr. Scorpio, I would say if the young man in question has already been around the block a couple of times, then, um, you know, I advise everybody to stay away from crazy women because the amount of shit that they can cause for you, it's not worth the game, you know. Um, And here I'll bring some ancient, historical wisdom from the Filotto clan, which my dad told me when I was about 15. He said, son, just remember, most men will go completely fucking crazy over 15 centimeters of pussy. And it's just dumb, because there's kilometers of cunt out there. You know, as usual, it was a, you know, subtle way... (laughs) to mention to his son the fact that don't get too attached to any one pussy, you know. There's plenty of them out there and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, like I said, a subtle, subtle hint, the way you described it, but uh, you know, crazy women are not good for you. And also for you to survive truly crazy women, you know, I remember, uh who was it? I saw a, a piece, one of the shorts of um, oh, the guy that used to do FPS Russia, Kyle. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's his name. They do like, I think it's uh, PKA, painkiller already. And Kyle was saying, you know, when people talk about crazy women, they're like, oh, she's crazy. You know, she she like had two desserts and then she was upset. Or, you know, she got drunk on a night out. And I'm like, uh-huh. Have you ever had to call the police? Have you ever like been threatened Have you ever been shot at had your car set on fire you know that's crazy shit like people say oh she's crazy you know she she will have a coffee at like nine at night madness it's like no i i relate to what kyle was saying you know when you've had like the police around a few times when you've had stalkers i mean fucking crazy 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 shit you know yeah That shit is like, you've got to be a kind of slightly superhuman to be able to navigate that shit, especially in today's world. Stay out of jail and, you know, because just remember, it doesn't matter if you're the good guy. It doesn't matter if you did nothing wrong. There are many countries in the world now where just on the accusation of a woman, you can be put in jail. Straight away, no questions asked and then they'll find out whether you did anything or not and they're cops so you know they've got a low iq and they don't really give a shit, and they sort of think you're the bad guy anyway because you know you're a man so yeah chad says a very true thing if she listens when you call her out on the crazy there's hope for her yes but that's relative because of course none of them listen all the time. You know, they, they might listen occasionally when you call them out and they're crazy. But um, quite clearly, they're not, you know, there, there is no woman that you're in the middle of a crazy, stupid argument where, like, I've, I've here, I'll give you some of the the things I can talk about. Um, so I've, and this has happened with multiple women, right? Not, not just one woman. I've had the situations where I wake up and the woman that I'm with is just straight off the bat as soon as she opens her eyes totally pissed off with me like in a fucking rage you know and I'm like what the fuck you know what just happened I mean did you have a bad dream or what yeah well I dreamt that you were fucking my friend right in front of me I'm like okay you know and then I try and make a joke out of it it's like well we you at least holding the camera steady or something no it's not funny you know you were fucking her and I was really sad and it's like You do realize it was your fucking dream in your sick head, right? I don't even know that friend of yours. What the hell are you talking about? And I've had the ones that are worse with the ones that you do know the friend, you know, like, yeah, your friend's okay, she's kind of hot, but you're hotter, so why are you even thinking that, you know? No, you bastard, you were fucking her in my dream, and you really liked it, and then you were, like, just laughing at me, like, lady, it was your dream, it's got nothing to do with me, I didn't do anything wrong. So, you know, those are just, oh yeah, and Carlos says, it's true, there is a wicked narcissistic personality disorder, women, and it's hard to deal, it's impossible to deal with, I mean, that shit just stay away, and you can't tell until you're in it, unfortunately, for some of them, um, that narcissistic personality disorder in a woman is fucking evil, man, That that is like demonic shit. I've been with women that I honestly think are demonically possessed, I I did, I was with this girl that like, um, once over the phone, even her voice changed, (laughs) and she started to say all these things like, like she was an actual demon, you know, like she was actually like Satan speaking through her or something, like her voice changed, she was like, we get you now, (laughs) it's like, at first I thought, you're just fucking with me, but the thing is then, Afterwards, you know, I just I fucking hung up with her and then when I spoke to her again I was like, you know, what the fuck was that shit? Were you just pretending? I was like, what are you talking about? I just woke up. I'm like, what do you mean you woke up? Just You fucking phoned me like 20 minutes ago. No, but I was asleep. So what the fuck do you mean you were asleep? I just called you because like you were going crazy 20 minutes. Because no, but I was sleeping. I didn't. I said, look at your fucking phone. And she looks at the phone. She's like, and then I'll send her a screenshot of my, you know, phone. Like you just called me 15 minutes ago. I have no memory of that. And then when I saw her, like to her face, I was like, you know, I was pretty good. I'm I'm pretty good, even, even with the crazy ones, I'm pretty good at telling when they're lying. You know, I can feel it. I've got a little, I might let it slide. I might like bullshit myself about it, but I can like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, something's wrong. But in this case, it was like, no, I really think she doesn't know what the fuck she was doing. So she's probably demon possessed. And you see, that's where the normal human being goes, okay, just step slowly away. Lock the door, change the locks. Make sure she doesn't have a fucking key. Move, move. If you have to leave the country, go somewhere. Change your name. And I'm like, hmm, demon possession, huh? Well, this is interesting. I haven't had that before. Uh, yeah, I think I can handle this. No problem. <laughs> you know, that's that's where curiosity killed the cat, as they say. So Wooly Ram said I had a tiny meter fifty short mocha and cold chick threatened to beat the <laughs> to beat me up. It was a surreal experience. <laughs> oh ah yes, the mocha chicks. Mm. Yeah, so here's my list of crazy Eurasians way up there. They're above everybody else in terms of craziness. Then you get the mulatto girls. It's a close second, but it's more manageable. So those like moccachino ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. They see the difference is that the Eurasian chick um, will set your house on fire and then she'll be giving you a blowjob while it's on and she'll be in the house. That level crazy. They, uh, the moccachino ones, uh, they'll, um, you know, They'll probably stab you when you're sleeping because they think you fucked their friend who's gay and a man and you have no interest in him because he's gay and a man. You know, they're like serious crazy, but it's more, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a Latino myself, but I can relate to that craziness a bit more. The Eurasian insanity is like mostly intellectual and it is on a level that is like, you literally just like, what the fuck is that coming out of? <laughs> and and if you're like me, where you know politically correctness is just not your thing, it's yeah, it's not good. I mean, I was this one girl, beautiful, you know, really really pretty, but fuck, she had scrambled eggs for brains, man. And honestly, the, the only time we weren't fighting is if we were naked and having sex, and it was, you know, it. It, it, physically it was like perfect i mean honestly we, we tried to go and see a film once and it took us a week we just couldn't get out of the house we literally couldn't get out of the house it was like during i don't know it was holidays because i wasn't working but it was like okay let's we gotta go see this film you know we start out in the morning and we'd be naked in bed and then we'd start and, then they, and it's like okay let's just quickly grab something to eat and then we'd end up in bed again and then it's like Okay, now like, oh, we got to get dressed and we're kind of getting dressed and it's like, oh, you look kind of hot, half dressed. So you end up in bed again and then we just missed the film. Okay, we'll get it tomorrow, like a week. It literally took us a week <laughs> to like go and see a film. And I remember once we we started like some conversation and like if we started talking about anything, we'd start arguing. And um, we started something I was like, she's starting to piss me off and she's like, oh, Wait, no, okay. I said, I'm just gonna go take the trash out because it was just a way to like get away from her for like fucking ten minutes and like let her not irritate me anymore. And I went to take the trash out and I came back up and she was naked and she was like, "I just don't want to argue." So the only way not to, for us not to argue is if we just fuck. So just take me to bed. And I was like, okay, fair enough. You know, but the things, the level of insanity there was just like we we couldn't go like a few hours without some stupid argument. And I remember once, you know. I, I think it was probably the day after we managed to see the film. So we come out of the film and we're like kind of hungry. and We're like, hey, we're walking along and there's a nice little Japanese restaurant that I kind of knew that was really good and, you know, not expensive. It was near where we were. They always had space and they were quick. The service was great. So I'm walking along with her and she says, um, hey, how about, why don't we go to the Jap place, you know? And then I'm walking along and I'm looking at something. And I'm like, where the fuck is she? And I stop. And I look behind me and I was like, there she is, like with this face, this mask of like, you know, just livid. And I go back and I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, you're so racist. You said jab. I'm like, what? So fucking what? I say jap I say whop, I'm a fucking I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? What what are you calling me? Racist? You know, it's such a rude racist term. I'm like, listen! You got fucking slant eyes and I fuck you all day long, so clearly I can't be that racist, you know. That didn't go down well, of course. It just kind of snowballs from there. You know, but and, and yeah, she was also, I was telling actually one of the henchmen the other day, like one of the as far as punches go, one of the best punches I ever took was from that girl. And again, I cannot tell you why. We went to this club. We were in the club and uh, she had this little short dress on. We no knickers because that was kind of her thing as well, to like be sexy and whatever. And anyway, we were in this club. There was some other people there. I don't remember who they were. Oh, some people that she was in college with. There was a guy that was just like drooling over her the whole time. And, and um, that's another funny story there, just remind me. Anyway, we're in this club and whatever. I, I, I hate clubs. I've never been a club guy. And after a while, everybody was kind of done. So it was like, okay, you know, we're done. Let's go. And I'm like, fucking really sick of this place now because everybody takes their time to leave. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. And then she's always the kind of person that still has to say the last goodbye and the last so-so and talk to some random person while you're trying to get home. And like, come on, man, Eric, just just make a move. Come on, let's go. And then everybody kind of like, because it was like in front of a group of friends or whatever, I said, come on, let's move it, lady. And I just carried on walking ahead to just make sure that she, you know, get a move on. And then she like was, was like, what is that? Oh, that's not a way to talk to me. And I'm like, come on, man, we're all just waiting for you. Just fucking hurry up. And I just carried on walking. And she starts babbling, you know, fucking going off like behind me, like, yeah, and what you think you, you can tell me what to do and where to leave, who'd have a friend I like, oh fucking hell, she's off on one and I was just just ignoring it, just walking by. And she blindsided me one. I, I guess it was a left hook from her side just full swing just caught me in the side of the head and was like fuck i've never been knocked out by a punch i've been cut broken whatever I've been knocked out by kicks but to the head but i've never been knocked out by a punch but this one it was like bam just hit me like right i was like "Who?" i can took a step or two and I was like, I could, those was flashy stuff, like, wow, that was a fucking good one, and I just carried on walking, just took two more steps, the nearest taxi, got in the taxi, closed the door and said, just go, man, <laughs> it was like, didn't even break stride, didn't show anything, it was, but it was fucking one of the best punches I ever took, honestly, because it was complete, you know, I didn't block it, didn't see it coming, nothing, it was just, hit me, just, just, yeah, it looks like we're back sorry about that quality of the stream might have dropped a little bit but still pretty solid punch because so yeah and then like i don't remember what the guy's name was he was some short guy it was like john or bob rob or whatever it was like rob i think something like that well you know and rob's been in my room all day like talking to me and i said yeah rob wants to fuck you and like yeah i know that He was like talking to me and he's like, you know, maybe that guy's not good for you. You know, there are better guys out there. Maybe you just need some time alone. And he was advising me the whole day and I was listening to him and I was talking the whole day. And he was just sitting here in my bed while I was telling him, you know, what an asshole you were. And how, you know, I can't like really deal with you because you're just a bit too much. And and then at the end I said, yeah, well, you know, Rob, after all this, I'm going to call him up now. And then I'm going to go to his house and I'm going to fuck him again. (laughs) <laughs> and then he left. I think he was a bit upset. I was <laughs> like, yeah, you bet he was upset. <laughs> he has not going to talk to you again for a while. Um, but then she did. She came over, you know, that's that, that's how insane they are. So, um, where, where were we? Uh, oh, where were we? we uh, Senor High Horse. I don't know who that is referring to greenie houdini oh the topic is crazy women today perfect (laughs) yeah where were we i'm just catching up with where the chat was almondo stroke says yeah or women with lots of male friends that she uses to control you I have no idea what that's about, dude. I don't give a flying fuck about her friends, um, male or otherwise. And no, no woman has ever managed to control me with or without friends, so. Carlos says, I moved to Spain. Carlos, not real name. Ah, so you're a fake Carlos. You're a Charlie. And Alma Truck says, I once had a co-worker I was dating for a while. Shit. This voice changed too, like there is a 16 year old boy in her screaming on me from a pillow to a raging dog in one second. Oh, well. The Asian ones intoxicate you over years with uranium in your breakfast. Possibly. And Alicia says she's not crazy, just insane. Greeny yeah. Houdini, awakening caused me psycho. Awakening caused me cycle I may be a threat to the FBI, I, I'm not sure what that means Greeny, but again I think you're hitting the bottle hard, You're probably cooking again aren't you? So yeah, um, it's like breaking a horse honestly, kinder, of, but like my brother said, just remember sometimes you can't take that horse to water, but you just can't make it drink. <laughs> And sometimes you can take the horse to water and you can make a drink just to realize it would have been faster for you to just go wherever the fuck you were going on foot without the horse. <laughs> true. All true. So, uh, yeah. I, with respect to the original question which led me down this dirty little path which I think was e-scorpio to avoid crazy... To a young man... yeah, you know, I, I would tell a young man to avoid crazy women. It's... Uh, It's not really worth it. What you get out of crazy women is... If you survive it, you'll get a good story out of it many years later. uh, You may have some unusual and possibly really good sexual experiences or some really fucking terrible ones, like she might cut your dick off when you're asleep because she had a dream about you fucking her friend or something. Uh, So, you know something like that it's it's really not worth the the pain that you get put through it can be exciting you know certainly I've, I've never been bored in my life but you know and it's hard to say oh you know would you do things differently like if well, you bet if I you know if what I know now I knew at age 20 about would I've lived differently yeah certainly um, But, you know, I've, I am who I am and I've lived the life I've lived. And those are the choices I would have, I I made because that's, I knew what I knew at the time, you know, so there's no, you can't change it. Greeny Houdini says she doesn't drink. Mm -hmm. Not even the leftover wine when you're cooking, you know, just to make sure it's a good experience. Yeah. But, um, so no, generally I would say avoid, avoid the crazy ones. It's you know, what are you going to get out of it? Like a couple of weeks of funky experience, you know, fun experiences in bed, but possibly a lifetime lifetime of scarred pain because, you know, and then if you get one of them pregnant and you have kids with them, it's just, it's really not worth it. Um, there's, There's plenty of women that are, you know, like the guy from the Hot Crazy Matrix says, they out of the danger zone. You know, that's where redheads, anybody named Tiffany, hairdressers, and you know, I've been married to a hairdresser and a redhead girl, so I just clearly never listened to that uh, to that man. And and I had seen the crazy, Hot Crazy Matrix years before I got married because it's a, it's an old it's an old video that one. Yep, Chad says it right. Crazy never ends well, so get out when the stakes are low. Indeed, and don't get in in the first place, you know? That old saying, don't stick your dick in crazy. It's a good saying. So overall, I mean, like, you know, if I was advising my own son, stay the fuck away from the crazy ones, son. Fortunately, I can see that my kid is damn curious as well. I think I gotta try and educate him to be curious about good Catholic girls. (laughs) (laughs) And good Catholic girls are often bad girls in in kind of a good way, you know, sort of, I suppose. I don't know. As you can tell, the uh, hedonistic streak is still quite deep. But the thing is, uh, you know, definitely women was like a weakness or or a, a, a thing I enjoyed, let's say. But at the same time, I was never, you know, there were periods where I was like, fuck it. I'm so sick of women altogether that I don't give a shit. I don't want to be in a relationship with one at all, seriously. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm enjoying all the different tastes and all the different shapes and all the different ways they moan when you do stuff to them. But, you know, when, when you actually get serious with somebody, I'm not, I don't need to to have a, a huge selection the whole time. You know, I'm. I am genuinely happily married. It's like I'm quite content in my. Um, you know, in, in the uh, with one person, I'm quite happy as a monogamous person. I'm not. I don't need a huge uh, gamma of um, of of women. It's I'm quite happy with with one. And the more you you know uh, invest in that the more the urges for the random strange just leave your system I mean quite frankly right now you know even if I had a hallway pass from the wife which she's a type where she just might sort of say "Eh, whatever you know say I had a whole pass from the wife and it's like I don't know Oh, what's that actress that I quite like? It does I don't I don't even have five whole you know five famous women that I'd sort of think oh yeah that that would be I can't remember her name. She's the one that was in is um, it called the day after tomorrow with like Tom Cruise? Is it Emma Stone? I don't know. I can I can never remember names. Um, But yeah, she's she is hot, I like her, or what, what's her name, the other one that did the the crazy chick in the in the Joker thing. Oh man, I'm so useless at names. Anyway, the hot blonde chick with a big mouth that played Harley Queen. Or the, like I said, that one, or the one that was um, the hot super warrior chick in, in the Tom Cruise film where they just like come back and don't die sort of thing. Um, and say one of those two came up to me and said, right, you know, go to freebie, can bang me all week, way to Sunday for the whole night. And let's even say that my wife would be like, OK, we didn't like, yeah, not even going to get upset. Just go for it. I'll hold the camera or whatever. I don't know that I would say yes, uh, quite frankly. I might, you know, in that situation, if you put it all right up in front of me on a silver platter like that. But quite frankly, it's not something I lose any sleep over thinking about. So, and I think that's because the more you indulge in a healthy endeavor, the more these things leave your body almost like radiation, you know? So it's like whatever an alcoholic who stops drinking and after a while they they really don't drink for a few months and then they'll start to see the benefits of not drinking and you know they'll maybe slip up once or twice or whatever but they'll still be like oh now I realize that's a bad thing so it's the more you get rid of this chasing the dragon sort of thing the better it becomes by like by default almost you know And hedonism is a drug because you you can literally spend your life, I know men that are, spend their life chasing pussy. You know, they're like in their 70s and they're still chasing pussy. And it's like, and even getting it, you know, it's not just, you can understand a guy who's frustrated, who's never had it, and like can't get it and doesn't know how. But a guy who's like had, you know, hundreds of women and he's still chasing it. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You know, have you not figured anything out yet? Or like the 85-year-old hypnotist who's like, oh, well, if you can get 20 years out of a woman, that, that's, then you're, you've had a good run because they're just like mops with tits. And I'm like, you're 85 years old and that's your sum. Total of your ability of understanding women. Like, And you're a hip, you call yourself a world-class hypnotist? What a fucking joke. I was half his age and I knew more about life than he's ever learned in his entire existence. It's quite sad really David Perkins says Betty White I, I don't know David are, are you into octogenarians greenie Houdini says I was with a crazy guy years ago I had to run him out of the state he didn't want me going to school or grocery shopping fuck that <laughs> yeah Oh, you know there are some crazy fucking guys as well. Don't get me wrong, but
1: <sighs> <sighs>
0: I actually was with a girl who's really beautiful, and um, then she got with this guy, and she was still talking to me about it. She was like, "Oh, I had to take out my Facebook because he doesn't want me to like have pictures out there, and I'm not allowed to have male friends." And but he really loves me, and I'm like, "Lady, fucking run, you know." Um, she was a nice girl. She she was you know simple, very beautiful, but like a down to earth girl. She was really quite quite a good person, and uh, I don't know what happened to her because you know she's went all off offline, and I haven't been in touch for years. So I don't know, but I, I hope she found a nice guy because, and I doubt that that guy would have been it. <laughs> Wooly Ramses, there is never enough strong drink, never enough savoury meat. David says, so true. And Bully Ram, so the only answer is to stop. Yeah, I I don't have a penchant for strong drink or savor meat, but yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of have a taste for meat, but female meat. You know, the thing is that it doesn't, once you look at it, you know, from my perspective of being over 50 looking back at it how much of a better life how much more uh, accomplished would he have been in your chosen career in your chosen exploration of life if you had not wasted any time with the crazy chicks now it is also true that some of us are unfortunates born with a certain level of curiosity and need for intellectual stimulation that may require a certain level of craziness, or at least intelligence. And really intelligent, really pretty women are like hen teeth, man. They're fucking rare. And uh, if you're lucky enough to find one, you generally if you're like me, we'll have to learn to put up with their madness because, you know, they got all the other bonuses, so. It's, uh, then it's kind of worth it, but, but that's if you are the specific type of individual. You know, I've been with plenty of women that were, like, pretty and kind of normal, and I was fucking bored to death of them after a week. Um, because literally after a week, I could... Sort of predict exactly what their entire existence was going to be like. <sighs> Who the fuck wants that, right? But then I'm not a normal person, I'm not a normal guy, I'm not the average human being. So what's right for me is not right for most people on earth. Uh, and yeah, we're all unique, but you know, there's still bell curves, there's still ranges of. Um, parameters within which most people fall. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, to be perfectly blunt with you, I have more than once thought that my my intelligence was a fucking problem, to be honest. Because if I was a bit dumber, my life would have been a lot easier. Maybe I wouldn't have seen all the things I've seen. Maybe I wouldn't have done all the things I've done. Maybe I wouldn't have known all the people that I've known. But on the other hand, I would have probably been more content and happy and satisfied Uh, you know part of the problem with having a brain that works pretty quick and deep is you're continually looking for the next interesting thing whether it's an intellectual stimulation whether it's a pretty girl whether it's both at the same time you know so it becomes somewhat complicated and then and then if you or like me, or lucky, and uh, or, or divine intervention—I don't know—and you, you meet a woman that's, let's say, as interesting and complicated and a, as much of a pain in the ass as you are, she is to you too, and then you can find your balance. You know, I always, um, I always found it funny that that film with Mel Gibson where. I can't remember if it's called Get Porter or something like that. I think his name is Porter. He gets out of jail and uh, they owe him 77,000 bucks. And he's like, what the fuck's my 77,000 bucks? And he ends up killing a bunch of people for it and whatever. And the girl that betrayed him to end up in jail was like his wife or whatever. She was like a hooker. and you know. But anyway, at the end of the film, it's quite a romantic film. I really, truly enjoyed it. At the end of the film, he's like all fucked up. And she's driving the car away and they've got the money. And he's like... You know the last thing he says is like well if I can stop killing people and she can stop whoring maybe we can make it yeah probably aiming too high <laughs> you know and I can kind of relate to that that way of thinking because it's sort of like you know you're a complete fucking weirdo compared to the average person and so is she but it's like yeah this just might work you know because we're kind of weird to the same sort of level so but most people wouldn't want that guy's life and most people can't have that guy's life and most people who try to have that guy's life would end up dead in jail or both so you know i'm i'm not a good example for anybody to like sort of think yeah that's the way to live your life with respect to women or or lust or or hedonism maybe i'll become a decent example in another 10 years or so to how to behave as a nominally catholic guy who's not scared okay maybe but you know yeah ls16 says that perpetual skirt chaser chaser sounds like a junkie chasing the first high it is it is a kind of a junkie chasing the first high. it's the same thing you know That is why junkies become junkies because they want that same feeling. They had that first hit and this is kind of the same. It's like I want that same feeling of that first time I tasted a pussy or like came inside a girl or whatever and it's like, oh, that was so awesome. And then it's like you just do it and do it and do it to the point of like, oh, yeah. And you can't even remember what it was like to be innocent again. And to do the full circle and get back to the point where it's really good because you do remember that innocence, now that you've done it all, that is a long road. It's a really long road and it's not a pleasant road. So avoid doing that. Just go straight to the point and I think it's it's a better way. David Perkins says more like chasing the next new, the next new drug to be honest. Kinda, because you're like, oh I've had that one, now I want to try this one, or oh, now I want to try that one, now I want to try that one. Yeah. Wooly Ram, slightly off topic. Do you think someone like you, and to a lesser degree like me, could find a place in the church if it was in its full of vicious and hierarchical glory? I used to think no. I think in your case it's a lot easier. I think, uh, I think in your case it, it is a lot easier for you to find your place in the church. And yes, and I think it's a lot easier for you to find your place in the church if it wasn't its full glory, either as a monk or as you know, a married man, father of 10 children. Um, I really think. That for you, that that would be absolutely doable. For me, uh, maybe if you know, if I was like some some noble baron with some kind of a fiefdom, yeah, I would as defender of the faith, the armed, the armed. uh, military arm of the of the church and if I had the the main and the, the money and the, the wealth to be able to to be a, a protective force for Christendom then yes the, I'd I could see that as being my role as a normal civilian of no special means might be employed in such an army I don't know It's it's hard to think where I would fit in. Uh, I don't really know. Good question. Fippe the Penguin says first. Uh, I don't think so. Fippe the Penguin says, can you speak on oneness and what it means? Mm, No. I don't know what you mean by oneness. Oneness. I don't know what you're saying dude so now um, I don't understand your question well that's 33 of you but ah, 32 and ah, we got the down one down voter though that was probably him just popping in to do the whole 33 freemason confirmed and then jumping out but uh yeah I'm, I'm running out of water here so. Okay, let's do a freebie. i tell you what, I'm going to go fill up my glass again. You guys think up of a question that you want answered and shoot it at me. Ah, Grills Bear has got an interesting question. I will be right back. Talk amongst yourself. Fire me some questions so that I've got something to talk about when I come back. Here I am. Well, let's see what you guys have been up to. <laughs> well, it must be interesting. I can see woolly ramps. is no one willing to confess. <laughs> okay, so, grills bare. I hope that's not bare grills, because I really don't like that idiot. I'm eating some Nutella, like a pig, since I've just been accused by my wife of being a big pig, but that's why she married me, she likes her big pig. Hmm. Do you believe it's realistic to date a woman for a year with zero sex before wifing her up, assuming she's of caliber? No, I don't think it's realistic at all. I don't know, maybe somebody's done it. Maybe somebody will do it. But I would like next that woman and that drop of a hat. David Perkins says, sounds like hell. Yeah. So who here has actually tried pineapple on pizza? Woolly Ram. Pineapple on pizza is a God-sent and given right for every man, woman and child. And being as I'm the only nominally Italian person here, I tell you that pineapple on pizza is absolutely a divinely inspired thought. Farmer Grady, there we go. And you always agree with Farmer Grady, he's awesome, pineapple on pizza is great. Greeny Houdini says it's hard to find it's hard finding someone on your level, especially spiritually evolved. Yeah, I certainly have thought that. In fact, I did the maths, and this was before I was a Christian, and that's why the worldly way of figuring things out just doesn't work. So here's the maths that I did roughly. I'm, I'm trying to remember from memory, but. In London, there's approximately 10 million people in Greater London. I was always being optimistic and saying, let's say 5 million of them are women. And let's say, you know, with a pretty broad age range, that about 2.5, you know, let's be generous, let's say 3 million of them are in the right age range for me at the time when I was like in my early 30s, I think, something like that, mid-30s, something like that. I thought, OK, so let's say there's 3 million women of potentially the right age range in London. Now, let's narrow it down to women I find attractive in that age range. So of those 3 million, again, erring on the side of caution, I thought, well, out of a average 100 women that I see, maybe one or two that I think are really hot. So let's say one, so you divide by 100. So, 3 million becomes 30,000. Now, what about IQ? Because IQ of 150 plus is 1 in 10,000 more or less. That's for men though. Because for women, it's a lot worse. It's like 1 in like 30, 40, 50,000, something like that. So, uh, your like potential women that you would fit with in London that are you think are really hot enough and have a brain that is, you know, hitting your kind of, and let's say you you just want a 130 IQ because you just want to not have that communication gap of 30 points, you're still looking at, you know, one in 10,000, so you're looking at three women, you know, so um, that was a pretty depressive sort of thought of it. And then, you know, then, but... Remember, as I said, I also experimented with them, and I wasn't attracted to at all because I just thought, well, you know, let's just see. I thought, you know, if you find one that's sort of smart enough and it's like pretty enough, you can find something that you know you you you'll get on with, sort of thing. So that was the hardcore maths of doing it literally mathematically by probability, but doesn't really work that way because after I was completely on my own and I went to Venice and I knew that Venice would be good for me spiritually and I was like just in the space where I was like just taking it all, just feeling whatever the, the loneliness, the pain, all that stuff. It's just like just let it go through you, man. You know, don't don't fight it. Don't don't argue against it. Don't try and avoid it. Just take it. Just let it all flow. It's the same like when you're fighting and you're like getting the shit kicked out of you you You're like it's okay, just let it happen while you fight. (laughs) Just keep fighting back, you know, just keep going. And and then, you know, magically a year later, I'm with someone that fits perfectly all the things that I needed uh, and has got all those attributes. So... And all I did was just be me and let whatever comes to me come to me, sort of thing. David Perkins says, actually, Girls Bear, if you play on Benjamin Streams around her 24-7, there will be zero chance she will get wet. So maybe there's a way. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, very funny. And... uh, Greeny Houdini says, I like spinach Florentine pizza. I'm not sure I've eaten that. Maybe once. Wooly Ram, David, have you been following Owen? Fepe the Penguin, partnership works like crabs in bucket, always trying to drag the other one down to start at their level. Works great if both watch Wheel of Fortune every day at 5pm, but if one starts to elevate Faster than the other problems best bet on path of Ascension find someone wanting to elevate at your pace Yeah, that's a pretty grim outlook dude and Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you that everybody's trying to grab each other down But that's at a pretty basic level of of humanoids Um, And I've always avoided the orcs of life even though that might well be 98% of the population I just don't hang around with people like that at all. Woody Ramsey has started calming down. No, has he started calming down yet? <laughs> I don't know, man. I doubt the one is calming down. That guy has been on a, an... he's just spiraling into fucking madness, I think. David Perkins, Kurgan, what would your advice be with dating slash marrying women who have a, let's say, slightly retarded Protestant outlook? Debating theology and history with a 22-year-old midwit is my idea of hell. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how old you are, David, but if you're hanging around 22 year old midwits, I'm assuming you're probably in your mid 20s. Maybe you're in your 60s and you're just a dirty old man. I don't know. But if they're arguing with you, we've got a couple of problems. Either we've got one of these entitled Cyclones or Millennials or whatever the hell they are at age 22 One of the zombies that thinks that oh, I'm right because I saw a program once and I am my opinion is just as valid as yours And therein lies the problem because you should immediately say no Your opinion is worthless because you know nothing and you've studied nothing and you understand nothing and you've researched nothing So your opinion is not even your opinion your opinion is is the opinion of some talking head that you saw on tv for about three seconds and you filtered out 80 percent of what they said and about 20 percent of their sound bite stuck in your head and you think that's knowledge it is not let me now educate you and then you take them through step by step gently nicely politely what actually christianity is and so on now i have done this even with that in uh, person woman who was a hardcore Protestant and she like refused to think, but I educated her enough that, like, even as a Protestant within, like, and keep in mind, I wasn't Catholic at the time, I wasn't, I was just like starting to research it. And it was like, oh, well, well, you know, we're under the dominion of Satan. She's like, what are you talking about? Jesus, a king? I'm like, have you ever read the Bible? Because I read it at class every day when I go to my whatever fucking house, church house, stuff, you know, the Protestants, they just meet at each other's houses and I don't know what they do there, drink, orgy, just babble in fucking tongues or some shit. But it's right here in the Bible. Flip, 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 flip. There. Oh. Oh. I, I didn't know that. Well, it's kind of written right there, you know. And so over time, she started to understand that like, she didn't actually know shit. So a 22-year-old woman, if you can't lead her, It's either because you can't lead or because she is unleadable, in which case, uh, you know, why waste time? Move on. Next. Grills bear, the name is a pun on my previous appreciation turned indifference to Owen. (laughs) Well. (coughs) Yeah, I, I think Owen is finally becoming pretty much completely irrelevant to everybody which you know the thing about owen that is funny is that you can it's like seeing the trajectory of blaspheming in real time you know he started going off about the trinity and catholic church and just look at him spiraling and the end blast isn't going to be an explosion it's just a little puff of dust that's quite interesting to see really um you know, yeah, the, uh, the rejection of truth invariably leads to perversion and uh, irrelevance, I suppose. Pepe, confess that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God and that Jesus, your Redeemer, Savior, Lord. Ah, a witch test, live, in the Kurgan stream. Girls, Berak agrees with David Perkins about hell. David says, okay, just saying. Wooly, the father only has child, Jesus Christ, and he and the father are one. Green Houdini says, divine timing, yeah, and Woolly Ram, surprising, you stink of sulfur and gamma, little (laughs) Pepe,
1: yeah,
0: we might not be, Cooper Chauvin says, my cousin dated for one year before kissing his wife for the first time at their marriage, they now have a little girl, few and far apart for sure, but when it works, it's beautiful. Like Cooper Chauvin, like I said, uh, maybe there are people that can do that. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there have been in the past, certainly, uh, in the ancient past, certainly. In today's world, <clears throat> I I am very pleasantly surprised by your story of your cousin. But um, it is absolutely unusual, and uh, and I would agree with you such a marriage when it, you know, when it happens that way, um, it's quite likely to be really something. But I'm a practical guy, first of all, you know, I'm, again, that's why I'm not a saint, I'm not a martyr, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy with the armor and the sword, and the guy with the armor and the sword worries about, is my sword sharp enough, is my armor thick enough, have I thought of the way of attack the enemy in the right way? Because that's kind of my job, you know, the, the job of the... And even when it comes to, like, marriage and, and that sort of thing, I'm like, yeah. Is that the right woman to be my wife? Can she handle what I do? Can she handle who I am? She can? Good. And you're good enough to be my wife. And it's very few and far wi- between women that can be my wife. And a woman like that, that, you know, needs you to, like, kiss her for the first time at a wedding... That is very unlikely to be a woman that would be able to be my wife and be happy. Um, very unlikely. So, you know, we all have to find our way, I guess. Fephy says that Jesus is the only reason for our salvation. Not sure what you're getting at, Wolf. Alpha says, hello, Master. Just came and listened for five minutes. What are you talking about? hedonism david perkins and women in particular crazy women and uh, our generic attraction to them david perkins says yeah i'm in my 20s and have a healthy dose of contempt for most people's opinions i agree with what you said figure eventually it's convert or pack your shit yep um and if you're in your 20s and you're already thinking that way you're way ahead of where i was because in my 20s i was uh, zen agnostic martial arts obsessed uh, guy that was working as a bodyguard well as a well, not even a bodyguard yeah I suppose a bodyguard or a team of bodyguards or something like that I don't, I don't know Grills bear says I don't want to dwell on Owen but it's apparent that his anger seems to guide his entire platform. Hmm. I don't know about anger. I think envy and fear. I would say envy, fear, and above all, pride. I'd say that's what runs Owen. But whatever, dude, I mean, that guy is is not relevant to, to anyone. Alpha 007 says, I'm 43 year old. My nickname is from my early years when alpha equals first. My nickname meant first working app. Should I change it if no? Yes, why? I don't know, dude. If you're 43, why are you asking us? <laughs> Make up your own mind. <laughs> David Perkins. Owen bashing is like meat and potatoes over here. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even... I wouldn't say that Owen bashing is something we do here as a regular thing, is it? I don't know. Possibly what I do looks like specific bashing, but I assure you it isn't. I'd say that the most I've done on Owen is my, uh, my video where I uh, condemned him for his heresy and uh, I passed judgment on him. I was wearing my very official Pope hat uh, and as such. Uh, I think all that I needed to say on Owen Benjamin has been said. He is a Talmudic Jew. He is not a Christian. He's certainly not a Catholic. He's he's not a Protestant. Um, He is a Talmudic Jew. That's why he gets on with Muslims. They they always have. He is, you know, about money. And uh, that's it. That's what matters to him, being a Jew and money. Synonymous, really. Hey, Scorpio says, where are all the schizophrenics coming from? I don't know, Scorpio, but you're in the chat, and now we got some weirdos in the chat. You know, there's a connection there. How are you doing, by the way, Mr. Scorpio? How's your life? You're the kind of guy, and actually nice to check in once in a while. We should probably have another little interview with E. Scorpio, just, just for fun. <laughs> Woody Ramses, says it's Saturday night. They're must but be drunk. <laughs> Jesus never bashed the sinner. I mean, he did whip some grablers. Oh, Fepe, enough. You're crappy theology is, we're not interested in it, okay? But okay, um, I don't know how long I've been going because the stream interrupted a few times, but it's probably over an hour, so um, yeah. Any other comments on hedonism in general? Any of you that are still trapped in it and don't understand that it's a trap? Alpha, why I'm asking, because when you're Here, alpha you're thinking about something i'm not just want to continue conversation yeah all right dude pick a better topic your own self-chosen nickname isn't exactly riveting conversation here certainly not for me anyway (laughs) Come on, Mr. Scorpio, tell us something. How's your family? Are you starting to become a proper Catholic? Hey, I think we should do an intervention for E Scorpio. I think that's what should happen. We should uh, get him to convert to proper Catholicism. (laughs) I wonder what that would do. Can you just imagine? Imagine that E Scorpio suddenly becomes a hardcore catholic like some of us here what would that call i, I wonder what kind of fucking mind blown would happen in, in the gamma hives that he hangs out in that would just oh i just imagine it makes me laugh i'm kind of hoping that that he would just just to see that would be hilarious Greenie Houdini, I might look outside the USA for a mate. The majority of people here are soulless. Oh. I would advise you to absolutely go for that, Greeny. Um if I can ask, how old are you? And what kind of a guy are you looking for? Come on, that's interesting now. Woolly ram, start fasting. It's a sure cure for hedonism. It helps. Definitely helps. E Scorpio I still need to follow up on your book offer come on dude come on read the book and then tell me why you wouldn't be a Catholic and where is tradition oh. and where is tradition gone I'm a traditionalist okay yeah I, I yeah, can't type yeah I sort of agree there that's why I'm thinking you're drinking you know, I know you said you don't drink, but you know, that leftover wine while you're cooking, it counts. A tradition meaning like a Catholic, like a deprivationist or, you know, fake Novus Orco Catholic. Come on, we, we want to know these details now. You've, you've been here long enough to, need to find out a bit more about you. I agree, Wooly. How long have you gone before? Oh, yeah, fasting is very interesting, actually. It is a very, um, I would say there's definitely spiritual elements to it. Um, and I've had, like, some experience with it. It's quite quite weird how it works, quite strange. It's quite, um, quite impressive, is what I meant. Instinctive Archer says you can't drink while fasting, so that helps well there's two different types of fast there is water fasting which means you um, you can drink water with salt in it and you know make sure that you've got like enough electrolytes or whatever and then there's the other fasting which I've done which is uh, 24 hours some people even go like 48 hours that is complete fasting that's dry fasting that's no water no nothing but don't remember this is the internet I'm not your doctor so you know don't fuck yourself up by doing something that will mess you up I know what I can do with my body I don't know what any of you can do with your body so Greeny Woodini says I want a mate that will hunt elite bloodlines with me well that would make a hell of a wife um, you're 37 Ooh. okay you don't have a lot of time left, especially if you want to make a nice little football of, uh, of crusaders, but yeah, I would suggest you definitely get out of, uh, get out of the USA. Do you know what? There's no reason why you shouldn't join an international online dating profile. A lot of profiles for women on those things are fake. But the profiles for men are generally genuine. So um, she says, I don't know what kind of mate I'm looking for anymore. Well, you've described it pretty well. But now, um, the the only thing you haven't answered is whether you're a full on uh, city or not, but yeah. (laughs) David Perkins says it left with literacy (laughs) girls bear hedonism just seems to be in opposition to God's intended design for optimal human happiness yeah precisely that's a very good uh, good point Cooper Chauvin says do you have advice on breaking the bad habits once you have identified it is hypnotism a good idea or is it avoiding the problem Uh, It depends on your pattern, but hypnotism by a decent hypnotist, and I know it sounds like I'm telling you, oh, you should only come to me. I'm not, you know, go to whoever you want. But the problem is that most hypnotists are not good. And a lot of the ones that are good, which are very few and far between, and a lot of those guys are kind of egomaniacs with their own issues, and they're more interested in being able to control your brain than fixing your problem. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. So, yeah, hypnosis, if you can find a good hypnotist, the one that is ethical and that you can trust and that is is good, hypnotism is really almost never a bad idea. It's unfortunately almost always a bad idea, because there are really very few good hypnotists. I know two that I personally would trust to do some hypnosis with. Um, That's it. And I've met like, you know, I don't know, hundreds, dozens. I've met a lot of them. So, Greenie says, I have an 18-year-old. Her father passed when she was three weeks. Oh, geez, that's, that's hard. That is a hard one that is a hard one yeah I'm sorry about that that's uh, that's tough but yeah um, I don't know if you if you would have more children then you don't have a huge amount of time left if you wouldn't have children then an older guy who's also like maybe you know had his kids and again maybe he's a widower or or maybe he's not interested in having kids although That could be a problem or maybe something happened and he couldn't. Um, You know, marriage for companionship is definitely I would advise for for it. But yeah, um, that has a, that's a hard one. Okay. Woolly Ram says my longest continuous fast was 30 hours, so wet fast. Oh no, wet fasts I've had like three days, four days. I don't know. I, I could easily do a, a wet fast for like a week. Dry fast, I've, I've had over like 40 hours or something like that. I, can't, I don't know if I've hit 48 hours. I don't. I don't think I have. But uh, I think I hit like 40 hours, something along those lines, Th- between 30 and 40 hours, something like that. That was a dry fast. But the most effective fast I've had was Lent. I'm genuinely looking forward to the next one to come around. See, I've always been bad at Lent. I like try and think about it and then shit happens and I just miss, you know, don't really stick to anything specific. And Greeny says yeah my biological clock is ticking okay so you would have more children that makes you quite attractive you know to be years old it's not too late um, yeah I would suggest get on a get on an international uh, internet dating site women usually don't pay or pay very little put yourself out there you know what you got to lose you know 20 30 bucks a month for a couple of months why not Instinctive Archer says, I've done water-only fast for three weeks a number of times during the last few years. After the first three, five days, it gets easier, and each time it's easier also. Okay, that's a long time, three weeks. I don't know. I don't know if that's good for most people. You know, you kind of have to know what you're doing if you're going to go that long. He's Scorpio Woolly Ram, I gave up chili dogs for Lent last year, just as Bergoglio suggested. <laughs> What the hell? I don't even know if that's real or not. <laughs> Scorpio, you, you gotta become proper Catholic, man. Come on, that's just, that, that is hilarious. And it's even more funny because I genuinely do not know if that is a, a real thing or not. Because with Bergoglio, you just don't know, what, you know from one day to the next. This like, that could very well be a real thing. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. Hacken says Independence Day 2021. Okay. I don't know what that means. David Perkins says, ha, 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 he's Scorpio. Yeah, and I quit smoking every night. <laughs> David, if you're a smoker, you're a filthy, disgusting sinner. And you should stop right away. Fepe the Penguin says, I don't recommend, but after I gave up Catholicism for years, then accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at work from a customer. I fasted for 30 days and had divine intervention. Wait, Fepe, are you here to try to tell us that we should become Protestants instead of Catholics? Let us know so that we know whether to kick you out right away or what. New Scorpio says, I need to quit smoking, going to be a tough one. Oh he's Scorpio, you're a novus ordo and a smoker. That is that is that is bad. Bad. You know, we could, we could almost forgive you being a gamma, but a smoker. Oh. Oh. You've got children. I believe you've got little girls. It's just wrong. Wrong. Feppers says it changed me for life. I did not intend to fast for so long. It just happened. Pepe answer the question, are you a Protestant or are you a Sede? We need to know. All right. Well, I'm thinking that we should have a Catholic intervention for E Scorpio. He really does need to read that book though. You know, you should, Scorpio, come on. You just giving up an opportunity here. You know, one of us has got to win this fight. Can you convert the Kurgan to your Gamma Hive, or can I convert you to my zealot Catholics? You know, accept the challenge. Fepe, is English like your fourth language? No, I became atheist, then came back. I saw the hypocrisy, what I thought anyways. I think Fepe is Mexican. Wooly Ram. Man, I quit smoking nine years ago. I still get random chest congestions, and then gobs. Filthy habit. Yep, it goes on for years. David Perkins says he's confused. Well, you're a smoker. Of course, you're confused. You're sucking on the devil right there every time you put one of those filthy little things. You're God damn smokers! I hate them so much. Smokers and cyclists imagine a room full of smokers who are cycling and then that crash that happened where like 29 people got wrecked i mean the, the silly bitch that caused it deserves jail but even so uh, it was kind of hilarious green houdini says cinnamon toothpicks and sunflower seeds helped me quit smoking okay I have some really strange people in my chat. You people are weird. You know, just weird. Not good or bad, weird. Just weird. Very weird. But all right, it's getting late. I'm tired. it's past midnight. And England has won their game against the Ukraine, I'm told by my English wife and one of the most loyal henchmen. And uh, that means that it's likely there will be Denmark I mean, Italy is going to beat Spain because, you know, the Spanish are playing at a disadvantage, not having trees on the field. And so it seems like it'll be Italy um, beating England. Hmm. You know, as Italians, we're used to being on top of the English. <laughs> I think I'll have to save that one for the wife, too. A unicorn cupcake popped in, if Milo can quit taking <laughs> winners in the pooper. You should be able to quit smoking. <laughs> exactly. Because really it's the same thing. You know, just think you're sucking on a thin, dry. Yeah, you know what you're doing. You know what smoking is. Yep. It's just it's just a little oral fixation that you have to eh, eh, that's right. You're not even manly enough to smoke proper cigars. You just, eh, eh. hmm We know where that comes from. Greeny says, it's always a delight to see you, Kurgan. Well, likewise. I, I quite enjoy your, your comments. Woody Ram says, good night and to the immortals. L16 says, perhaps it's Kurgan's cross to bear to be surrounded by smokers, Germans, and Mexicans. Good night, Kurgan and Immortals. <laughs> I know. And E Scorpio does all three. He's a smoking, not proper Catholic, Mexican Gamma. It's he's got the like, what, Quadrofecta or is it Pentafecta? Come on, e Scorpio, read that book, then we shall convert you. All your filthy sins will be forgiven. And don't smoke around your little girls, dude. That's just wrong. David Perkins. Yeah, penance for all those poor ruined English women. (laughs) To be fair, I think my total number of English women is three, including my wife, because I, I genuinely never found the English to be... Let's just say that what they said 800 years about them hasn't changed much, which is that they're Easy drunken sluts with no, beha- you know, with, with bad manners and like the behavioral attitudes of pigs or something along those lines. And that was told to me by an English guy who was reading travelers' books from 800 years ago, and they all had all the Europeans thought pretty much the same about the English women. And by and large, they're kind of true. But I have to admit, there is, if you get you know what they call an English rose. They are quite something. They have a, a sense of logic that is generally higher than other uh, women. Unfortunately, it's riddled with feminism in most cases. But if you find an English woman that has somehow managed to retain enough femininity that she's not, uh, you know, some rabid feminist who's a bit smart and a bit and good-looking then they're definitely one of the uh, they're rare those ones but they're their wife material so I mean when I first got to England within a very short period of time the one thing I thought I hate more than any other human being on earth was the South East London people and of course I ended up marrying one. But there you go. <laughs> Matthew Clark says I'm smoking right now. <laughs> Very good. Whip yourself right away. Mia culpa, smoking a pipe. Okay, a pipe is almost forgivable, almost. Certain men, you know, one of my most loyal henchmen smokes a pipe, and of course Occasionally indulges in other things like uh, vapes and some other gay stuff. And he did something today. And when he came in, I was like, you've been smoking? He's like, yeah, it's kind of a vape. And no, a that is filthy tobacco. And he goes, yes, it is. It was a cheap, cheap tobacco. Hope you won't do it again. But yeah, no, cheap tobacco is just wrong. But good quality tobacco in a pipe, almost tolerable. Like a good quality cigar once in a blue moon. I can deal with that. With a good cognac. Yeah. Unicorn Cupcake says he could be Vox's grandpa with those qualities. Uh, I, I don't know which qualities you're talking about and who you're referring to. Unicorn cups. It says Jezebels. Not sure who he's referring to. Woolly ram. There's a funny excerpt about English men whining about the Viking men seducing English women by bathing once a week and combing their beards. <laughs> there, there you go. It's kind of true. It's it really is that the English sense of hygiene is something quite revolting. The English accent in a woman, for me, is very unattractive. No offense meant. <sighs> Depends which English accent. Um, I kind of get what you mean. I mean, there's the like in-it, you know, bad good. You don't want to have anything to do with those. And then there's the super well enunciated. Well, I studied at Oxford, of course, because that is where all the best biochemists go, and. Uh, You know, Papa just wanted it that way. And that's also quite off-putting. But, you know, in theory, my wife has got a very, well, not in theory, in reality, she's got a pretty common sort of background. But because of that, she's always forced herself to pronounce her words quite uh, properly, shall we say. And, you know, she can... You know, put it on or put it off. Sort of like she can, she can put like a really cheap, nasty South London accent on, or a very educated, you know, Etonish type of accent on as well. But in her actual normal speaking, she's um, it's actually quite sexy. I, I quite like the normal, let's say, tonality of of, uh, of good English. Um, I find it quite an, quite. Uh, endearing really David Perkins even upper-class English sometimes I find upper-class English even more of putting sometimes than <clears throat> than the commoner English the commoner English just makes me think an educated slag the upper class English makes me think uptight acidic bitch uh, you know so like yeah that that middle ground of uh you know good vocabulary with proper pronunciation that is n- not too high not too low um and a quick wit which my wife definitely has i find that and that quite uh quite attractive um yeah i i think the other two english ladies i had spent uh, any amount of time with was uh A very well behaved woman who was very badly behaved as soon as her clothes came off in the right way, if you know what I mean. And the other one was a psychologist who, let's say, she she liked the idea of being a little bit dominated, spanked, etc. Because, you know, psychologists are all fucked in it, anyways. Uh, But yeah, they they also had that same ability to speak. very clearly um, and a good vocabulary I, I i don't know i find women that have a good command of the language uh, i find that always a little bit exciting a little bit sexy it's it shows a certain level of intelligence i think which uh, which i enjoy but there you go set it in one english is an off-putting language <laughs> Daniel Pereira here proves the point that no matter how low the English are, at least they're still human beings. Not like those Portuguese monkeys. Boa tarde, bastard. Spelled wrong. Ah, ah. What can you do? And it was supposedly one of the romantic languages. You know, we had Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, monkeys. But anyway, I am going to uh, wish you all a good night. Thank you all for being here, as usual. And uh, I hope we covered the concept of hedonism and that it's not worth it in the long run, although I think the majority of our conversation was that crazy women are just not worth it. And think of that as an analogy for all those things that you lust after, whether it's food, drink, money, or women.
1: It's just not worth it. Just have a balanced approach to life.